Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a Monday, 1130. Glad you could join me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing. For those of you who don't know, for those of you who've returned, I appreciate you being here. Let's go over some of the round rules again. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. You don't need another guy cheerleading a bull market for you. You don't need another guy telling you how markets always go up over time, so just buy and hold good ideas. What you need is someone to help you manage your risk to smooth out the volatility and over time increase net worth. That's what I'm trying to do here for you every time I'm on this show. It's the combination of quantitative execution and a fundamental foundation, and that's the information edge I'm providing to you. It's called quantamental investing. Um, it's a live trading desk. All this information I'm sharing with you, I manage my own account with, my own capital, and that of investors I work with through interactive brokers. Okay? I share this information, and I go into a deeper dive at thearmorreport.com. Check it out, armrreport.com. You can get uh, access to positions in the Armor portfolios, positions on our whiteboard, and we change them regularly with commentary. Of course, if what I talk about today speaks to you, don't forget to give me a like. That helps me out. Subscribe if you haven't. And I'd love to hear your comments, guys. I'll try to answer as many questions as I can. Today, what we're going to focus on is how to handle a market correction. I've been preparing you for this mean reversion for the last two weeks. Guys can go back and watch the other videos who haven't been here every day. I've been telling you something's not right about the market. It started with small caps and transports, not confirming the highs of the other indexes. Then on Friday, we talked about in the Armour portfolios, Armour insiders were aware early in the week last week, we were adding treasuries to our portfolio, 20 plus year US treasuries in the ETF called TLT. And I highlighted for you that TLT, XLU utilities, and gold and silver were all moving higher together. And that typically happens in front of a stock market sell-off. That tells you that smart money is hedging their risk. And that's the information I'm trying to share with you. So hopefully today, instead of being real nervous about what's going on, you're hedged. What have we talked about last week and the week before? The risk monitor, the armor risk monitor has been calling for raising cash, raising stops, not taking new positions. You find new ideas you like, great, put them on the whiteboard. Do your research, do your homework, wait for the inevitable mean reversion, and then invest again. Algorithms help you, help me execute the idea or the adage that you buy low and you sell high. 
It's so hard to do that as a human. It goes completely against our nature. The fear-greed response is what usually rules the day, and it's usually why most guys can't make money investing on their own. So professionals, institutions, what do they do different? They use algorithms to help execute, to get rid of that fear-greed response. So as the market's making new highs, and now it's two, now it's two and a half standard deviations above the major moving averages, the institution is reducing exposure, selling into that, raising cash. And as the market's plummeting lower, the institution's buying that asset back. Okay? So what I'm trying to provide for you is that kind of institutional knowledge and experience. I've been doing this over 30 years. So what are we going to do now is the question. How are we going to trade and invest in the obvious market correction? Look, the market just can't trade two and a half standard deviations above the moving averages for a long period of time. It's just rarefied air, and any small problem will begin the correction. Now, for Armor Insiders, I created a week in review for you, and I showed you, and if you haven't seen this, guys, please log in to thearmorreport.com and look at this, because it's graphic representation of our small cap algorithm, IWM. All it does is get long and go back to cash when it needs to. It's not a shorting algorithm. We have an armor portfolio set up just to invest in the top seven ETFs that we monitor with our algorithms. The S&P, the NASDAQ, the Dow, the small caps, the momentum index, the value index, and the IBD 50, okay? On Friday, small caps took out their trailed stop. So we raised that position, that cash. We raised cash on Friday. We took that position out of our uh, armor index-only portfolio and raised cash. So now the Dow part of that portfolio and the small cap part of that portfolio are cash. The rest of the portfolio is still invested in the indexes. Depending on where the market closes today, there might be other capital that we're raising. Armor Insiders, please be advised. Take a look at the uh, Armor Report at the end of the day because our algorithms might kick us out of some of these other indexes. And every time that happens, when a trail stop is hit, it increases, obviously, the risk factor of the market. So our algorithm got us in the small cap index on October 4th and got us out of the market Friday, capturing better than a 10% return on that index. And that's the weakest index. The other indexes obviously made more money and they're, they're still long at the moment. So what does this tell me? I see treasuries breaking out and we're, you know, we're long, U.S. Treasuries. Actually, I'll take a let's take a peek here, and you can take a look at this. You can see this. I'm going to share this with you. Okay, that's a chart right there of the S&P. Okay, that's a chart of the S&P. So I've been saying for a while now we're more than two and a half standard deviations. That that 
that teal line here at the top, okay, where my hands is right now, that's two and a half standard deviations away from the 200-day moving average. So in a very basic, you know, understanding, guys, what you're looking to do is buy the black line down here, which is the 200-day, and sell into the strength as the market rips higher. Okay, so you don't have to sell things the minute it touches the top of that line. It can crawl up there for a while. But what you do is when we get up here, we stop adding positions. We should be enjoying the ride at this point, which is what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, and looking for the turn. And we find the turn here, right? This was the small cap index. It failed first at a key resistance point, which are these red lines. We talked about last week how as the net, as small caps made this new price high, the relative strength line made a lower high, and we call that ABCD for danger. It's a basic um, rule on the trading desk here, the armor report. If you see here, okay, can you see here this, my hand's right here. This was a price high. The corresponding relative strength high was down here. We got a new high. Relative strength, I don't have it on this chart right now, but the relative strength made a lower high. Check out my Twitter feed if you want to see that. It's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. Now let's switch over to TLT, okay? Armor insiders are clearly aware. You guys are paying attention and logging in at the end of each day. You know we got long treasuries right here, okay? We got long treasuries below 140. Now treasuries are at 144, and this is just the 20-plus year treasuries. We're picking up 2.5% yield there. And when we get up here to the 2.5 standard deviation mark above the 200-day moving average, we're probably going to do some things, and I'll go over this with you on an Armor exclusive insider video. All right, so Armor eyes only video. I'll go over what we're going to do to increase our rate of return there. Okay, if we get up, what's our target on TLT? We're looking for the 150 to 155 area on that acquisition we made below 140. When we get up there, we may do some things to increase our yield on that position. We're picking up two and a half percent and it pays monthly. If I could double that rate of return and hold that position throughout the year, it could become very lucrative. And I'll explain that to you if we get there in an armor eyes only insider video. Okay, so there's the breakout you're seeing in TLT. And let's don't forget this. Okay, that's utilities. Clearly big money was hiding in utilities last week, just plowing into utility. That chart looks like a growth stock. And all it is is a, is a utility chart. Right. And then, of course, you round it out with gold. Right. Gold's making new highs, guys. New highs. Don't worry about GDX, GDXJ, the ETFs or the miners. If gold and silver keep making new highs, the miners will follow. When the whole market's getting wrecked, the miners go down with the market on a you know, day to day basis. It doesn't mean anything. You look at the underlying metals and gold's making new highs and treasuries are making new highs or running to the highs, and utilities are making new highs, 
What does that tell you about the stock market? It tells you risk is elevated. How are we going to trade this? Okay, this is the key. For my personal account, now I did not change the armor portfolios, but for my personal account, I was short over the weekend the small cap index. Why didn't I change the armor portfolios? Because shorting is very difficult, okay? And what I don't want you guys to do is look at a change in the armor portfolios as a hedge and run out there and try to short it. It's, it's very difficult, okay? I made some really good money this morning, and I booked that profit. I was short Friday night. I was short into the close. Gap down, booked the profit already. It's fast, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm break-even for the month on shorts. So just because I made you know, a lot of money today, it really made up for some losses earlier in the month when I was shorting and the market kept going up. So net-net, I'm kind of even on the shorts. So you haven't missed anything if you're not shorting with me. I think I would only really change the armor portfolios and start telling you about shorting if I thought we were going to go into a bear market. Now, if you're an armor insider and you would like to talk to me about how I short and why I do it to see if it fits your approach, I'd be happy to do that. You have that right. As an insider, you can call me anytime you want. But for the sake of our model portfolios, I'm going to leave it like this. If the Fed's adding massive liquidity, which it is, and the markets are in a big uptrend, which they are, then I'm generally not going to carry a short position in the armor portfolios. I'd rather just raise cash. Personally, I may be setting up shorts periodically on the small cap index, but I trade them fast. How am I going to handle that personal short? Already booked the profit. Now I'm going to look for gap closure, and I might put it back out. So let's take a look at small caps again. Okay. You're looking at a daily chart of the small caps. This is a gap in here. You guys can see that. Hopefully you can pretty clear, right? It gapped down this morning. This blue line is the 50-day moving average. So now we've gapped below the 50. Ideally, Ideally, what I'd like to see is a rally back above the 50 that closes the gap, and then it fails. And that's where I'll put my short out again, somewhere up in here, okay, of, of a test. Because we've had a bit of a mean reversion, right? This mean reversion is back to the mean of the 50-day moving average. So now that gets us to – so that's my short selling. Okay, look, guys, that's – that's, um, once again, to wrap up there, I don't recommend shorting. It's very hard to do, and it's not a profit center for me in the month of January. Okay? I gave up a little, and I made some back, and that's great. But I haven't made any money there yet, so you're not missing anything. I would need a broader top, and I would need a, a Fed that wasn't adding liquidity so much to get me to you know, go on the armorreport.com and start adding a short position for the model portfolios. 
Now let's look at the S&P. How are we going to trade? How are we going to invest in the correction? Before I get to the S&P, is it a correction or is it a bear market? If the Fed's adding massive liquidity, to me it's just a correction that will offer a great opportunity to get long unless something changes in the world. What may change in the world? The virus, it means nothing to me. Okay, no offense. And I, God, I feel terrible for people who are suffering. And, and, you know, but from an investing standpoint, we've seen this type of thing over and over again. And all it does is lead to buying opportunities. We had MRSA. We had SARS. We had Ebola, right? All of these fears, the market gaps down on it for a day or two or a week or two. And then the market goes higher if the Fed's adding liquidity. So this would have to be something totally different. I heard today on CNBC statistic that you know, a few hundred thousand people a year die of influenza. Somehow that doesn't bother anybody in the market. But we have some people dying of a new virus, and everybody's in a panic. It, it just doesn't, that doesn't ring true to me. And once again, I, I feel terrible for the people who are suffering from the virus. But we're not talking about our emotions right now. We're talking about investing. I'm sorry for those people. That's not the discussion. The discussion is, does it really affect the stock market? If the market's just down for that, it, it's not really going to affect the stock market. You know, unless something horrific comes out, unless it turns into a Stephen King novel, okay, then we've got a problem. But, you know, that never seems to be the case. So could it be the case? Yes. But when you're investing, you, you can't make investment decisions on, a, a, you know, a 1% chance of a probability of something happening, even a 5% chance. I mean, 95% of the time that doesn't happen. So 5% of the time you're going to change your portfolio out of a fear. You can't do that. So let's move on. What would really change the picture to me is if for somehow this Trump impeachment goes off the rails. Now, this is not a discussion politically about whether or not I like Trump or I don't like Trump or whatever. So let's don't go there. Okay? The simple fact is Trump has been phenomenal for the economy and the stock market has rocketed as the Fed adds liquidity. If you change that picture and you start telling me that a socialist or somebody closer to socialist values ends up running the country at the end of this year and the stock, stock market believes it, the stock market is going down a lot. Now, you would argue, Brett, how could it go down a lot if the Fed's adding liquidity? And you may be right. What I just said could be wrong. The Fed might flood the system with cash so it doesn't implode. I don't know. But that's my biggest concern. If we can get past this impeachment and it's over and, and John Bolton or whomever doesn't come out of the woodwork with some crazy story, then I think we're all right. But if that goes off the rails, that worries me a lot more than the virus. Okay. Um, so let's talk about targets. Take a look at the S&P. The mean reversion trade is now in effect. It's happening as anticipated. Reversion to the first mean is right here, which is the 50-day moving average. The, S, the small caps are already below it. The S&P probably gets to it. That's, you know, let's call it 320 on the SPY. The ultimate reversion to the mean is down here at 302. 
I have no idea if that reversion is going to happen right now. But those are the two targets where I start looking for reversals and opportunities to get long. Okay, I've been calling for a simple mean reversion now for a couple weeks. So we get to the first mean, which is in 50-day moving average. That's the first important mean. And then the second would be the 200-day. The likelihood it gets to the 200-day moving average with the Fed adding massive amounts of liquidity is remote. If it happens, I would be looking to grab with two hands. This is why I have a whiteboard. I got all my growth stocks on the whiteboard, company that I really like, Zscaler, CyberArk, right? Names like that. Let the market come back to the mean. Those stocks get whacked. Then we get a nice setup on the algos, and we put some capital to work like that. Some of the stocks we sold higher in the last couple of weeks and book profits on are cratering right now. Yields are going up on those dividend payers right back in the portfolio. Those are the names I'll be looking for. I'm looking at my whiteboard right now above me. I got Disney, AbbVie, and Occidental at the top of the whiteboard. Disney, if this virus plays out over the next couple of weeks like all the other virus scares, and Disney's sitting on the 200-day moving average, and you get a risk-on entry point using the algorithms, that's a no-brainer. That's a very classic example of a um, um, transient effect, like a short-term issue that does not affect Disney long-term and just gives you this great opportunity to get long the stock again. Those are just a couple of examples that are on the top of my whiteboard. I'm not buying them today. I don't run out there and buy just because the market's down. The mean reversion started. Now I have to see how it plays out and where the next risk on algo is. The algorithms are going to tell me when to put capital to work. Not my gut, not my emotion. Just simple statistical analysis with probabilities in my favor. And I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to wrap up right now with a little how much fun is this? How much fun is this? And I hope you guys are enjoying it with me. Please tell me you guys are enjoying this with me. That's shares of IIPR, Innovative Properties. Armor Insiders, you already know this because I did an eyes-only video for you January 1, and I said it's the number one cannabis stock to own to start the year. And it's only outperformed every other cannabis stock. I don't know. Maybe that's hyperbole. You guys want to find a stock that's done better, go ahead. This stock has already paid us a dividend of a dollar a share. It does that every quarter the rest of this year. It announced a huge secondary offering that increased its, its, its shares outstanding 17%. And the stock has almost erased that. The market's gone down huge today. MJ's down one and a half, one and three quarters percent. And the stock is up 3%. I mean, please tell me you're enjoying it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Erez. Thank you for that. Um, all right, before I go, let me just look over real quick. Um, oh, good for you, you bought some Abby. See, 
That's a good idea. I think the Abbey looks good. Okay, guys, listen. Um, as always, much appreciated. Thumbs up if you liked it. Subscribe if you haven't. Please comment. I'd love to talk to you guys and you know, flesh out some more of these details from this call today. And as always, don't forget rule number 76. No excuses. Play like a champion. I'll see you guys on Friday.